0: You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what's up, Hootah Nation? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And this one's a tough one, guys. And, and and this loss to the Raiders that just happened on Monday night, it wasn't just the fact that they lost. It's the way they lost. There were so many things that went wrong, and I could dis- dissect all of it, and I will in the coming 15-20 minutes, but it's so frustrating. But let's start with the elephant in the room, the thing that everyone's talking about on Twitter, the thing that you're probably asking your family members because you're afraid of the truth. Is Drew Brees done? Is Drew Brees washed up? Is Drew Brees a quarterback incapable of taking the Saints to the promised land at this stage in his career? Those are all things that we want to know right now. We're all worried, especially after seeing him basically stink up the joint for a second straight week. The Saints were fortunate the first week to get a win, not so fortunate this time around. Let's talk about it. You go on Twitter. You go on any social media platform you use right now. The talk is going to be that Drew Brees is washed up, that Drew Brees stinks. And that's fine because he did stink the last past two games, excuse me, for the New Orleans Saints. I can't deny that. But we have to talk about some other things besides Drew Brees. I'll talk about it a little bit. But let's stick with Brees for now. This is what I see. I see a guy who's not planting his feet when he throws. I see a guy who's off target on throws that he never misses in his life. And I see a guy who does not have the confidence that he always has and has had for the last 19 years. And all that's lacking right now. So, yeah, it's possible that he has declined to the point where he's no good. I'm not going to deny that. But we're also two games in with no OTAs, no preseason. And for a guy like him who is so um, schedule oriented, I'm sure that throws him off. And I'm not ready for the Saints to make a change at quarterback this season. Next season, I obviously want someone different. But in this season, when you're two games in, you're two games in, your record is one and one, which, oh, by the way, was the record last year, was, oh, by the way, the record in 2018. In 2017, it was even worse. It was 0 and two. So it's one and one. And the only concern people have right now is, oh, get Drew Brees to fuck off my team or, oh, I'm sick of Drew Brees. Okay, that's fine. And I'm ready for the Drew Brees chapter to be over after this year. And trust me, it will be over after this year. But good Lord, sometimes you guys ask for things without even thinking what the the resolution's going to be. So you don't want Drew Brees in. Fine. What are our options here? A 30-year-old Taysom Hill who's never fucking played quarterback in his life. He's never started a game at quarterback. That's our option for this season. Okay. Or the guy who just led the, interse- the league in interceptions, Jameis Winston, who, yes... He's 26 years old. He could get better, but we haven't seen it. So your option is either a turnover machine or a guy who's never played. Those don't sound like great options. And right now, there are other issues plaguing this team besides the fact that Drew Brees has not looked good, and he hasn't looked good. And I'm not a Drew Brees apologist. I will rip him when he sucks. And last night, he was goddamn awful. He looked scared. He looked off base on his throws, and he was just totally inaccurate. And I was pissed at the end when they were doing those garbage time yards because I'm sick of him boosting his stats when it doesn't matter. And I'll be on his ass when he stinks like I am right now. But Taysom Hill is not the answer for this season. Jameis Winston sure isn't the answer for this season. If the, if the Tennessee Titans can make an AFC championship game with Ryan Tannehill, this New Orleans Saints team with the talent they have can make an NFC championship game with Drew Brees regardless of the age gap right now. I don't care. Peyton Manning, who was absolute dog shit in his last year with the Denver Broncos, won a Super Bowl. And he is 10 times worse than how bad this Drew Brees is, has been, just to put it into perspective here. It's possible. But what's not possible to win games when your quarterback is struggling is when the defense complements that horrible quarterback performance with even shittier play. And I'll talk about Drew Brees again in a little bit, but let's talk about this defense right now, because I am so sick of us all buying in to this idea that this saints defense is suddenly going to become elite because they tease us. They do one day. They look great. They look like the best defense in the league. They look like one that you say, Hey, with that secondary, with that defensive line, with those safeties that they have, they have the talent to be a top five defense. And we saw in week one, they locked up a Buccaneers offense. They had a pick six. They had another interception on Brady. They got pressure on him throughout the game. That wasn't there on Monday against the Raiders. The only turnover they had was a gift. Jalen Richard said, hey, take it. I don't want the ball. Dropped it on a, on a key play, which, by the way, if he if he didn't drop that, that pitch toss, he would have went for 20 yards. It was a clear opening. He's going to beat P.J. Williams to the edge, and that defense is going to get gashed yet again like they did all day long on Monday. And there's a couple guys I want to single out here on this defense, and I hate to single out players, but I'm going to do it because these guys in particular stunk. And you know what? Well, Before I get to that, let me just say something. The only guy to me, the only two guys to me that stuck out on this defense and I said, man, they're playing hard, they're playing well, DeMario Davis, Trey Hendrickson. And and DeMario Davis is one of those guys who's always going to play well. He shows up. He's a high-energy guy. He's a great leader. And I think every time the Saints play, I know what I'm going to get from DeMario. And last night he was great. Trey Hendrickson, he was also great. Outside of that, the rest of this defense should be ashamed of themselves and no one more than Cam Jordan. I am sick and tired of Cam Jordan talking shit every fucking week. And then when it comes to the field, he does nothing when it matters most. And he's still going to finish this year with double-digit sacks. He's going to finish the year with double-digit sacks when it doesn't matter. When the Saints are blowing out teams, he'll pick up a sack, and then we'll all tell each other, man, how good is Cam Jordan? But really, how good is Cam Jordan, though? He went up against a third-string offensive tackle last night and didn't have a single quarterback pressure. He did nothing against the Buccaneers when going up against a rookie right tackle. So that's back-to-back weeks of favorable matchups where he did nothing. Well, how about the playoff game against Kirk Cousins? He decided to talk shit to Kirk Cousins. He did nothing. No pressure, nothing. Kirk Cousins ends up looking great in overtime. The Saints lose that game. Let's go back a couple of years in 2018 when he ripped Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger rips apart that defense. Cam Jordan, that game, did nothing. If Sheldon Rankin doesn't force a fumble, it's possible the Saints lose that game. I am sick and tired of Cam Jordan talking and running his mouth and then doing nothing when it matters. And he is a good player. That's why it's frustrating. I know Cam Jordan's a good player. But for the love of God, he went up against a third-string offensive tackle last night, and he did nothing. And our immediate reaction was, oh, Drew Brees sucked. Yes, Drew Brees sucked. But let's start calling out everyone that sucked while we're at it. Drew Brees was goddamn awful. But Cam Jordan was fucking worse. And then how about Malcolm Jenkins, for the love of God? It's like this guy's just not good if he's on the Saints. If he's on the Eagles, he's a fantastic safety. He comes to the Saints. This guy was getting burnt last night, but Darren Waller, every play. Waller finished the game with 12 catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. And I'll give Malcolm his credit, though. Unlike Cam Jordan, he tried. He did have a hard, a nice pass breakup one play. He had a sack on the blitz. So it wasn't all bad with Malcolm. Was it a lot of bad? Yes, it was. But you know what? Malcolm showed me fight. And that's the one thing I like about Malcolm. He's going to fight till the end. But man, Cam Jordan, I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know what the hell that was. The Saints need Marcus Davenport, and now it looks it looks like they need him to replace Cam Jordan because Trey Hendrickson's been better than Cam Jordan. I mean, what the hell is this start to the season by Cam? And after week one where he did nothing against the Buccaneers, decided to throw a jab at Bucs fans when he was talking about empty stadiums. You did nothing in week one. You still talk shit. And guess what? You did less than nothing in week two. I said on the podcast last week, I said if Cam Jordan goes up against a third-string offensive tackle... He has a chance to dominate this game. What did he do? He did nothing. He sat back there, let Derek Carr sit there, have his coffee, and then throw for 10, 13 yards every other play. And he was an issue. But let's go. Let's continue this because there's more guys who struggled. Marshawn Lattimore, I will never understand this guy, and this is why paying him is going to be the most complicated thing because let me finish here before you think that I'm going to rip this guy. Marshawn Lattimore is an elite cornerback. Wait for it when he's facing top competition. When Marshawn Lattimore's going up against the best of the best, there's something that triggers inside of his head that, hey, I got to be good tonight. I have to be great, and I have to lock up this guy across the field. He does it with Amari Cooper. We've seen it with Mike Evans. We've seen it with countless really, really good receivers. When he wants to take on the challenge, you are not going to beat Marshawn Lattimore. He's fantastic. But when he doesn't got a big name in front of him, it's like that that light just doesn't turn on, and that competitive nature in him, is not there, and that's an issue. When it's a guy like Hunter Renfro beating him on third downs when the Saints need to stop, that's a problem. When it's Brian Edwards, a rookie, beating him on third down, that's a problem. And it's only a problem because this is a guy they might have to pay $20 million per season. You cannot pay $20 million per season for a guy who only wants to play when it's convenient for him. That's the problem with Marshawn Lattimore. The bigger issue is that you know how good he is. That's what's frustrating, because Marshawn is a fantastic talent. He's the best outside cornerback I've seen the Saints ever have. He's that good. But man, when he's not playing against top competition, he just thinks it's okay to put himself on cruise control, and that cannot happen any longer. It's happened for the last three years. It looks like it's going to happen for a fourth, and that's got to stop. So those are three guys defensively, Malcolm Jenkins, Cam Jordan, Marshall Lattimore that stuck out. But while I'm at it, let's hit the last one. And, and I feel bad that I'm going to absolutely crucify this guy here, but it has to be said. Marcus Williams is the worst tackler I've ever seen in the National Football League. I, I don't know how many more times this guy has to get steamrolled by an offensive player for him to realize this football thing is not for me in terms of tackling. He's really great in coverage. He's got good hands. He's very instinctive. He's going to make himself a lot of money on the free agency market, and he'll deserve it. But he cannot tackle for shit. I've seen this guy just bulldozed by so many different players. Last night it was Waller. One time it was Jalen Rashard. Another time it was Josh Jacobs. And every year, uh, you know, we hear, oh, Marcus Williams has improved his tackle. Oh, really? Has he? Because we haven't seen it. We don't know. Every week it's something new with this guy. And it's always a missed tackle. At least he keeps it consistent. I'll give him that. It's not like one week it's a dropped interception. No, it's a missed tackle every week. But I'll give him that. He is consistent. And he wasn't that bad yesterday, but it was two missed tackles that really stuck out to me. And that's big in terms of field position, in terms of getting stops, that can happen. And a defense as a whole, let's talk about this main issue. Third down defense, where the hell are you? That was one of the worst performances by a Saints defense I've seen in a long time. Especially a defense led by Dennis Allen, who's been pretty good for the New Orleans Saints. That defense, when they needed to get stops on third down, had no answer. And time of possession, what the hell was that? 36 minutes to the Raiders? They have the ball for basically 40%, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 40 minutes almost, and and that's okay? But please, please, please tell me how it was all on Drew Brees. And I think I'm willing to go 50% of it should be on Drew Brees. But we have to realize how bad this defense was. And this offense... If we didn't know how valuable Michael Thomas was, and this doesn't go to Saints fans because you guys know how valuable Michael Thomas is, but there's this idea around the National Football League that Michael Thomas only runs slant. He really is a product of his quarterback. Are we sure about that now? Are we so sure that his route tree isn't getting hindered by the fact that his quarterback can't throw anything other than 10-yard passes? And are we sure he's not that valuable that when he goes out, this offense looks like absolute shit? Are we sure? Michael Thomas proved his worth. He proved why he's a $100 million player. He's not out. The Saints offense looks pathetic. And one guy who we really like, and I love the guy. I think he's a great leader. He's a very, very talented wide receiver, and he's been a great veteran for years. But Emmanuel Sanders, where are you? Where is Emmanuel Sanders? He talked about stepping up in Michael Thomas' absence. It's one thing to talk. It's another thing to do. And the fact that he finished that game with one catch for 18 yards and it was in garbage time is disappointing. Traquan Smith was the Saints' best receiver last night. He had five catches for 86 yards, and he looked like he wanted to play. When you got the ball in his hands, he was just trucking defenders left and right. He looked like he was up for the challenge. Emmanuel Sanders, not so much. Jared Cook, not so much. Big issues here with the Saints team in terms of competitive nature on that Monday night football game. And I am not one of those people that thinks this is just the start of a a downhill slide for the Saints team. They're better than that. I think they're going to bounce back. I'll talk about the Saints-Packers game later this week, and I do think the Saints have a good chance of knocking off the 2-0 Packers in that game. But this was disappointing. Sloppy penalties, sloppy quarterback play. The defense just didn't have any life in them. That is disappointing. But it's not all bad. I'll tell you what was good. Alvin Kamara. Talk about showing a team that their investment was worth it. That's what he's done. He was great against the Bucs, and he was even better against the Raiders. He finished that game with over 150 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. To be exact, he had over 170 scrimmage yards. He was that good. I said I think he's going to have a career year. He's proving that he's on pace to have a career year, especially with touchdowns. He's already got four of them. So I think Alvin Kamara has been fantastic. I thought guys like Deontay Harris played well, DeMario Davis, um, Trey Hendrickson, as I mentioned. But there was not a lot of good last night and a lot of it has to do with the quarterback, and I know we talked about it, and I'll I'll bring it up again. This upcoming game is one of those, and it's early in the season, but it's one of those games that's really going to determine how good is he at this stage of his career, how good is number nine, because it's going to be a Sunday night football game with all eyes on him, especially after he just played really bad, and he's going up against Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best, and still playing at high level this season, he can't play bad. If he plays bad, they're going to lose that game. It's just it's just written in the stars. If he plays bad, that's another loss for the Saints. Drew just needs to be good. He doesn't need to be great anymore because I don't know if he really can be great. He could sometimes turn back the clock for a week or two and look great like he did last year against the Colts. But he's not always going to look great. He's going to look good for the most part. But good is good enough to win games with the Saints team because they are talented. And I'm not worried about Marshawn or A guy like him will step up next week because he's going up against Devontae Adams. So in his head, it's going to click. I'm going up against an elite receiver. I need to show out because that's this stupid method that this guy's going by, but it works for him. So the Saints will, in terms of play, will bounce back. Does it equate to a win? I don't know yet. I have to let this process. I have to look at the matchups, look at the injury report, and then I'll make my prediction later this week. But I am sure this team will bounce back and play much better than they did against the Raiders. But it's disappointing Because of the way that game went, they were up 10 0. They were up 17 7. They had a chance to put them away and they couldn't do it. And then once they couldn't do it, a young Raiders team that's super talented started getting confidence. They said, Hey, we could beat these dudes. And guess what? They went along and they beat those dudes and they played better than the Saints. For three out of the four quarters, they played better. The Saints were better in the first. Other than that, the Raiders were better in the second, the third, and the fourth. And that is the story of the day. You cannot lose three quarters in the National Football League and expect to win a game. It doesn't work that way. You will lose that 10 times out of 10 as the Saints did. And it is disappointing because this is one of those games that slips and every game matters. Every game matters, especially if your idea is you're going to be this NFC contending team. Every game matters, especially this year with only one team getting a bye week. And I don't want to get too far ahead here, but losses like that will sting and you're going to look back and say, shit, man. You let one slip, and that's a real issue. But again, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. I know there's a lot of stuff going on on Twitter right now. I've seen it. I've personally contributed to it. But look, there's questions and comments and concerns about Drew Brees, about the defense, about a lot of things. I'm going to get to them right now before I end this podcast. So let's talk about those Twitter questions that you guys ended up sending me after the game last night. And there was a good amount and a lot of interesting ones, and I appreciate, obviously, when you guys send them my way. So let's get to it. Let's get with the uh, first one here. And the first one is, if Michael Thomas played, would we have won? My answer, honestly, no. As good as Michael Thomas is, if that Saints defense played that way, if Drew Brees played that way, and the team just didn't have the energy, Michael Thomas isn't going to walk through that door and save them. They were doomed from the start in terms of mentality. They thought they could just walk and cruise past the Raiders team. They were proven wrong, and they were going to lose, regardless of Michael Thomas was there. Um, next one Is this downhill already? Are these two weeks enough for you to go back to the mindset you had in January? Are we throwing Drew to the water or is he bouncing back? This hurts more than a breakup. So in January, I said I was ready for them to be done with Drew Brees. And I'm not going to take back what I said in terms of I was okay with the next chapter because it's more of a subjective thing. And I, as a fan, was ready for the Saints to move past the Drew Brees era. But I, I still need another week. Two weeks, he did not play well, and I understand that. But the whole team played like crap this past game. The, the offense did not look good that first game against the Bucs as a whole. I'm not entirely ready to say that he's washed up and done. I need another week. But again, going back to my January comments, so that's a subjective thing. I said I was just ready because I'm ready. I, I've seen enough. He's limited in what he can do. But now he's not doing the things that he was great at anymore. He's not doing those things. He looks limited in that capacity, too, and that's a big issue. So I'm really um, disappointed in the way he's played, but I'm not ready to just jump off the bandwagon and say, let's make a change at quarterback. Let's give him another week. Let's see how he plays on Sunday Night Football with the whole country watching. What does Sean have against Latavius Murray? Does he not trust him or something? Look, that is a big issue so far with this team. He's just not sticking to the run. They have two good running backs in Kamara and Latavius Murray that refuse to stick to the run. I can't tell you for the life of me why they do that. There was no point yesterday why they should have abandoned the run. They just did it because God forbid we don't throw the football regardless of Drew Brees' age and that cost them. Latavius Murray is a good running back. Alvin Kamara is a great running back. I agree they should stick to the run. It's frustrating that they don't do it. Is there actually any chance they bench Drew Brees and bring in Winston? I'm saying no. Uh, this look drew Brees is coming back for his last season you're going to stick with the results i don't care what happens the saints are going to have to ride it out it's his last year he's the greatest player to suit up for this franchise to bench him for Jameis winston i would be shocked drew would have to play even worse than he's playing right now in my opinion and i know a lot of you are going to say you're being a drew Brees homer i'm not i don't even care if he's on the team next year i don't want him on the team next year i could say that a million times but he's coming back for a last season if the defense is good, you can absolutely win with Drew Brees being a game manager, which is something that James Winston can't do because he's too turnover prone. I think the Saints would stick with Drew Brees. I don't see a change there. What's up with all these Drew Brees' wash tweets? Do you really think we have enough evidence to make these calls? I think we have enough evidence to start getting worried. I don't think we have enough evidence to just say he's done, but enough evidence to say, hey, look, there's a problem here, and he needs to address it. And if he doesn't, then he is probably washed up. But we need to see what happens there um, for sure. Last one really quick, over under on F-bombs drop. Look, I think I said it at five and a half. I'm going to have to look back and see if I went over, but it's definitely going to be close. Um, I am frustrated off this loss. They did not play well. The defense was awful. Drew Brees was awful. The receivers were awful. Uh, Even special teams was subpar. It wasn't anything special. So I'm just not happy with that overall performance by the Saints. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening to it and subscribing and reviewing the podcast. I've noticed lately you guys have been getting that up, and I appreciate that greatly. But again, look, the sky isn't falling. It's a horrible loss. Drew Brees looked bad. The defense was a terrible. But before we say this team is not a Super Bowl team, just remember it's week two. It is September 22nd. They got time, and Sean Payton teams are never good in September. They're usually slow starters. We'll see what happens. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, and I'll talk to you guys later this week when I have a preview for the Sunday night football game between the Saints and the Packers.